This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to a live edition of the Fly the W670 podcast. Dustin Rhodes and Crawley here. It's season two. It is episode 85. Crawley, we knew we were going to talk today. But we didn't know we were going to talk about this. David Ross is out. Craig Council is in. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be popping champagne or drinking as many Bud Heavies as possible. I've got my kids' David Ross jersey hanging behind me. Uh, I have very, very mixed emotions right now, Crawley. And I know you are absolutely excited and clicking your heels a la Ron Santo. I I could not be more excited. You know, like you said, we were going to talk, you write these scripts and then every now and then you just got to crumple up and throw them out. I don't know if anybody predicted this happening, but, but this, this Dustin was about as stunning as a Cubs. I, I was thinking about this the other day when I think about like news that absolutely stunned me, that just absolutely shocked me. I, the last time I could think of something was when the Cubs got rid of Baez, Bryant and Rizzo all in 24 hours. I thought that they would keep one of them. And then that was just shocking to me, but this is definitely up in there as well. Well, would you compare it? One of the immediate comparisons is obviously Ricky Renteria is here. They go out and they get Joe Madden. And then a few years later, the rest is history. Would you, would you compare it to that? Or do you think that's not, equal apples and oranges or is it apples to apples well i think it's 100 percent apples to apples i i I, it's you know when i looked at that and and this was ricky renteria end of 2014 season everything's going great ricky's going to be back and then joe madden happened to be available and that was it that was the move and you had to make that because that was a difference making manager right there and so what's going to end up happening is is that they get him and, and they fire renteria but that really kind of started that domino effect of getting Lester spending money. That was the signal that the Cubs were ready. And I feel that this is the exact same thing. I, I, we talked about this a lot, Dustin. For the moment that the Brewers did not have um, Council under contract, I talked about it all year on the, on the Fly the W, all season two. Craig Council, Craig Council, Craig Council. My fear was he's going to go to the Mets and Big Daddy Steve Cohen was going to put down the big money and that was going to be that. And, you know, I, I didn't think that the the way that it was work, I thought he was going to be going with David Stearns in New York. So, you know, I just was just hoping and, and I never really thought it was going to happen, to be honest with you. So. Well, he clearly, Crowley, he clearly didn't want to go to New York. I'm sure it's not about the cash. I, I, I can't imagine that the Mets 
owner would let himself be outbid by the Ricketts family. I, I don't think it's about the money. He still has his four children, two are playing baseball in the Big Ten, two daughters still in high school. He's 90 minutes away in Chicago. And he's he's gone half the year anyway because he's on the road doing his job, right? So he's not that far away. And now he comes. So th- that's part of it too. Like, did the Cubs overspend? Did the, Were the Cubs negotiating against themselves? I mean, did they need to make... Did they need to make this move? Because Craig Council clearly didn't want to go to the Mets. He wanted to go to Chicago because it's right in his backyard. And the Cubs are going to be big boy baseball while Milwaukee still is little kid baseball as far as spending money goes. Right. And all of this, Dustin, started happening around noon today. The Mets announced that they were hiring Carlos Mendoza, right? And then the Guardians announced they were hiring Stephen Vaught as the skipper. And so those were the two teams that, you know, um, was, was mo- were most, you know, being mentioned for the council job. Definitely New York with David Stearns out there. Well, it and just seems so sudden, obvious. It seems so obvious, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But then all of a sudden, Ken Rosenthal throws this Twitter up here. Craig Council will not manage the next season, will manage the next season, but not the Brewers or Mets, sources tell The Athletic. He is heading to a team with an existing manager. Okay. Then all of a sudden, I sat there and I was like, Hmm. And this is what I tweeted out there. I said, I know it's not going to be the Cubs, but I can still hope. Wow. About a few minutes later, Cubs hiring counsel, Craig Rosenthal's sources tell the athletic. And so Dustin, the one thing I keep thinking about, you mentioned Rick Renteria. Remember that they all said Rick Renteria is coming back. Rick Renteria is coming back. And all of a sudden when that, Andrew Friedman had an opt out or man had an opt out in his contract. If Friedman left the team and Jed and Theo jumped on a plane and headed down to Florida and ended up on a beach somewhere and getting that deal done, you have to do that. But what about the cojones on Jed Hoyer to literally sit there? Imagine in today's day with social media and everything like that. I did not hear a single solitary word that council might even possibly go to the Cubs. Think about that. Never, never did I see that happening. And and we've had a lot of fun, I think, on this podcast. I know on the Mully and Haw show, we hear a lot about Craig Tember and Craig Tember and Craig Tember. Well, well what about Craig Tober? Okay. It, now, he, he's won the division, but his 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 record in the postseason, you know, not very good, Crowley. Not not very good. So is is it just about getting to the playoffs? I thought the Cubs were, were more than wanting to just get into the playoffs. He is well, seven and 12 in the postseason. seven okay. and 12 as a manager. I have no doubt about that. And you know, here's the thing is that the Brewers have been to the playoffs five times in the last six years. Would you in be a crappy with ass division in a crappy ass division? The Cubs didn't the Cubs, do it. What the, what the Cubs were in a total rebuild, Crowley. They were in a rebuild during the they last They weren't in a rebuild years. in 2018 when they made it. And they took the Dodgers to game seven and the Dodgers ended up in the world series. They weren't in a rebuild in 2019 when, when the, when the nationals, that there and uh, when they played the Nationals in the wild card game and a fluke play ended up costing them and the Nationals won the World Series. It wasn't a fluke in 2020 when they had to, when they ended up playing the Dodgers and the Dodgers won then. And what about 2021? You know, I mean, then is when the rebuilding start. So you had 2018, 2019, 2020 when you had Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, you had uh, Anthony Rizzo, all these guys on the team and somehow Craig continued to win. Somehow, some way. Listen, 
I don't blame the Cubs for blowing it up. I just, you know what I really want now? You know what I really want now? I was going to save it, but this is what I really want. Okay. I want David Ross to be so red assed about this that I want David Ross to jump up 294 North. Okay. And become the manager of the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. You want to put some fire on this thing? You want to put some gasoline into this rivalry that already exists? You know, the, the, Brewer fans that don't want to sell tickets to anybody outside of the zip code or the area code and all that kind of stuff. Super crappy. Okay. So you really want to stir the pot and get this thing going like WWE style. Let's have David Ross wear number three up in Milwaukee and become the Brewers manager. How about that? That, 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 that would definitely be, be interesting. And, be and I'll tell you what is interesting as well is, you know, council's contract is going to be five years, $40 million. That's an AAV of $8 million a year. And so council is now the highest paid manager in the MLB. Almost so, double, almost doubly high. The highest paid manager was $4.5 I think that was Francona. And, and now and so, it goes from that to double. Here's what I'm going to say, Dustin. Good. Because it's ridiculous, this whole idea of paying these guys cheap and kind of controlling them. I like the fact that you're paying for a manager. You and I talked about when, when Joe Madden was at Club 400, how much I missed him, what a smart guy, and how he always had the pulse of his team. And when I look at what Craig Council does, I say to myself, this is a guy that, that with what I, I said it the other day on the podcast, he takes goat piss and turns it into gasoline. He ends up with guys like Rowdy <laughs> Telez and all these guys that you, you know, when I looked at every year, like you look at like, you know, okay, who are the, who are the Brewers having left? Who do they have in center? Look at their infield. And I always say, how the hell is this guy doing this? And guess what? He's here right now. And I think this is a statement very much like it was in 20, end of 2014, 2015, that the Cubs are ready to compete. And I will tell you, Craig Council didn't come here for the money. It wasn't about the money because he could have gotten more in New York. And yes, it's nice that he's close to his family, but he wants a team that is going to compete. Well, and, and he's going to have a big, he's going to have a big part of it. There's no doubt about it because there's no doubt in my mind, especially post Joe Madden and then David Ross, that the manager, the skipper sets the tone. He sets the tone in that clubhouse. He sets the tone in that organization. It's going to start in spring training. We're going to see, you know, what what is the word out there about Craig Council? How is he viewed by Brewer players? You know they they all talk. These guys all text. They all talk. You know are are his former and current players going to suggest anybody that texts them or reaches out to them? Hey, yeah, you know what? You should go ahead and join the Cubs because you want to go for being with Craig Council. Or is it going to be? Mm, I don't know. Guy's kind of a taskmaster. We're going to have to wait and see. I don't think Craig Council is the, the warm and fuzzies like Joe Madden was. Well, here you go. Well, Joe Madden wasn't warm and fuzzies either. I can tell you that. That that, that whole Grandpa Rossi thing was all just a, a, a joke Rossi, within the clubhouse. Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Oh, Joe Madden. Okay, yeah. Well, here's the thing I'm going to tell you this. This is from William Contreras' Twitter. Obviously, Wilson's brother with the facepalm. Three <laughs> facepalms. William Contreras. Boom. So that tells you how happy the Brewers are right now. And so the Brewers well, are that's on happy. them. I mean, that's on them. They let him get away, right? They, they had every opportunity, I'm sure. Obviously, we weren't involved in the negotiations, but he clearly wanted to stay in the area. So I'm sure if they would have just 
spent a little more or operated a little bit more as a big boy club. They're they're making every they're all making plenty of money. All these guys. It's how you it's how you manage your money. I mean, they, you got this story about the Padres who had to go take out a fifty million dollar loan just to meet payroll. So it's just well, crazy. Just remember too that managers don't call, call count against your salary. It doesn't right. count against the. Well, this is coming out right. This is coming out of Tom. This is coming out of the Ricketts pockets, right? Absolutely. And so when, when you're looking at this right here, it is, it is a definitely a big boy move. And, and again, you let him go whenever you have a manager, whether it was um, Joe Madden in 2019 or whether it was Craig council this year, you sit there and you don't pick up options or you don't extend their deals. That's kind of a slap in the face. All right. And so Joe Madden said, okay, I'm a free agent. You remember that after, during 2019, he said, I'm a free agent this year. And sure enough, he got paid big money and went to Anaheim. And, and again, for Craig Council, he got to sit there and choose exactly where he wanted to go. Now, you want to talk about um, David Ross. This is what Jed Hoyer released. Now, we are going to get a press conference, I believe, sometime next week, correct? Yeah, I think about, I think about maybe this time, maybe a week from Thursday. It's going to be later in the week, I'm told. Okay, so what we got right now is that Jed Hoyer said, today we made the difficult decision to dismiss David Ross is our major league manager on behalf of the Cubs organization. We express our deep gratitude for David's contributions to our club, both on and off the field, first as a player and then as a manager. David continually showcased his ability to lead. David's legacy will be felt in Chicago for generations, and his impact to our organization will stack up with the legends that came before him. That seems a little much, but legend? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he's, a, he's a legend. I mean, he, he, had a, he hit a home run in Game 7 of the World Series the last time he ever went to the plate as a, as a Major League Baseball player. That's, that's pretty legendary, that's right? pretty That's pretty cool, but when I talk about legends, I think about Andre Dawson, Billy Williams, Ryan Sandberg. Those are the guys that, when I say legends, he was a great part of a fun story of a fun season. Same with Dexter Fowler, who hit a leadoff home run in that same Game 7. All those well, I, guys. I mean, if you're talking you, Cubs well, legends, you know, Dexter Fowler is going to go down as a Cubs legend. He go, we go. All right. He go, we go. I mean, Crowley, nobody likes Andre Dawson more than me. I loved Andre Dawson. I interviewed Andre Dawson the last time he played at Wrigley Field with the Marlins. I stood in front of his locker stall and sweated like a pig waiting for him because I was so nervous and it was so damn hot down there. Okay. And I had on like a denim, long sleeve denim shirt and khakis. But, you know, he did, they didn't win with Andre Dawson. What did they win? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, Sammy Sosa is more of a legend than Andre Dawson as far as the Cubs, Cubs lore goes, if you're ranking it. I love Andre Dawson, but he never won anything. Cubs never won anything with him. Well, I do got to ask you now, Dustin, th this becomes a interesting situation because on the last podcast, you and I both talked about um, what was going on as far as John Maley being added to the staff. That right? is interesting, right? And so you have John Maley, right? you have, um, you know, a Andy Green. We talked about Andy Green interviewing for managerial openings, yes. including the Guardian's job that he didn't yes. get. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, the, the rotating hitting coaches. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
and Dustin Kelly, you know, having, having the job right now, the question now, and, and again, when you talk about Tommy Hadovy, that's what I want to know right away. What's going on with Tommy. Now in a comparison, Chris Basio was a holdover when they made the Joe Madden move originally. Right. So Basio, Basio, Basio stuck around. So that's something to, um, to keep in mind. So we'll see. I hope, I mean, Tommy Hadovy seems like the goods to me. Uh, they, what I, what I, you know, so all of those guys from the 2015, 16, 17 run, they all preceded Joe Madden. So John Maley and these were not Joe hires. Um, right. as far as Maley, Bosio, Gary Jones, all of those guys were not Bos, uh, were not Madden hires. So I, I'm very, but, but I, I'm very curious again if, if count, how many of council's own people are going to be following him here. And, and I think that this is just really, really going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm curious to see, like, like you said, if, if Milwaukee was to hire David Ross, I think that that would absolutely oh, be, be so great. That would be so, it's, that would make me so, that would make me so happy. Crawley is as confounded as I am today about all of this. And, and I've got my daughter's David Ross Jersey hanging up behind me. If you're not watching us, if you're only listening to us, just a, a makeshift a memorial to, uh, to David Ross. I'm not sure. Did, did do we know? Did David Ross recently? I, I want to say he recently signed an extension. Was he going into the last year of his he, deal? This is this is going to be the last year of his deal. Okay, so they're only eating a year of David Ross to let him sit out for a year. You know, I right. heard Joe Girardi today on the Marquee Sports Network saying, you know, you're hired to be fired. That, that that's part of that's part of the gig. You know, when you're when you're hired to be a manager in any sport, the, you know, you're you're hired to eventually. Uh, to to be fired. It's going to be listen, Crowley. It's great. It's great for it's great for the fly the W. It's great for six seventy to score. It's great for Cub fans. It creates a lot of interest. Creates a lot of buzz. But if you don't get Bellinger, if you don't get an Otani, if you don't trade for a, a Juan Soto, if the roster doesn't change much from what it is today, I don't care how much magic dust Craig Tober is bringing down two ninety four. It's not going to work. You might win the division, but so what? How good is the division? Not very well, good. Not Dustin, very good. You, you and I both know that the trick of, of getting into the postseason and Arizona just showed it is you got to make it. So if you can't even get to that step, you got no shot. Right. So I and the think argument that, could be now. One of the arguments could be if Craig Council had been the manager of the Cubs this past season, would the Cubs have been in the playoffs instead of the Diamondbacks? It's a good question. If he would have let young guys play, which he has always done in the past, we talked about Canario sitting on the bench. Um, you know, we talked about Nelson Velasquez not really kind of getting a shot. So there's a lot of questions, ideally, that you could ask as how he would do it. But you also want to talk about how Milwaukee might be angry. The Cubs needed to ask the Brewers' permission to speak to council before November 1st. They did it. not do that. So this all came together in the last few days. That was Jesse Rogers reporting. So you gotta imagine how they are. They must be livid up in Milwaukee. And I will tell you, I got one more story before we move on because we got all sorts of things that happened that we didn't expect. Oh my uh, god! This is one more thing that we had. This was an old tweet from Adam McCauley, who covers the Brewers. He's this is a quote from Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder asked to give an example of how Craig Council helped him as a teammate, and this was what Prince Fielder said: "Quote." There was this one time I was thinking about bunting. He told me if I bunted, he would punch me in the face. Yeah, I Chef thought of you. Kid. I thought of you about the. I thought of you about the <laughs> bunting. I also remember us playing 
the cut from Jed, I believe on with Mully and Haw, where he was not exactly throwing his arms around the bunting that we had all been questioning. He's like, well, that's kind of David's idea. I don't know about bunting. He doesn't want to give away outs is what he said. Doesn't doesn't want to give away outs. I, I, I will just say this. I loved David Ross as a player in 2016. I thought if he, after he retired, he wanted to go into broadcasting. I thought if that coaching was a career path, not just going out to see a player's um, rehab or something. If he really wanted to do that, I thought he should have started in the minors. That's what they made Ryan Sandberg do. They made Ryan Sandberg get on the bus and hit fungos and do all that stuff. I don't understand why they handed David Ross the keys with absolutely no experience. People will say, well, Craig Council didn't have any. He was a front office guy, and guess what? I got to see what he can do for the last few seasons, and I'm confident. I'm not. This is not a guy who's never managed before. Sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. And I wish David Ross nothing but success in his next job. And I hope he comes back into the cub fold uh, at some point in time. I know this has got to sting for him right now. This has got to sting. But I'm really hoping that he can end up at one point in time coming back and being part of the cub family again. It's going to take some time. But who knows what's going to happen. Do you think Do you think he will manage again? I do. I think he'll get another shot. I think, right. And I think he'll be better for it. I really do. So if that's what he wants... I think he's going to be able to do that. But you were asking, Dustin, a little bit about the um, the roster. And so we talked about this on our last episode, you know, about a lot of important dates, five days following the end of the World Series. And we got three different categories. We got free agents. We got um, the different options. And then we also have 40-man roster moves. So on November 2nd, four Cubs became free agents. Jaime Candelario, we know that he is now officially a free agent. He signed a one-year, $5 million deal with Washington. He was traded to the Cubs at the trade deadline for Kevin Made and DJ Hurst. He slashed 251, 336, 471 with 22 home runs and 70 RBIs. We were all excited in the trade, but that back injury affected him. While he was with the Cubs, he only slashed 234, 318, 445 with six home runs and 17 RBIs. So Dustin... We didn't see the best of what Candelario had, but he is now officially on the market. That's okay. Let, let's see what the market says about him. Um, but, you know, I don't want him to be the answer at first base. I, I want Cody Bellinger to be the answer at first base. I really do, and I want PCA out in center, and I don't think Candelario is a good enough guy to play third base. I didn't see enough from him at third base anyway, my opinion. Right. It's something that if you, again, if you can get a bopper at first, I'd definitely be curious about Candelario at third. Um, Michael Fulmer signed a one-year deal for $4 million. It was okay. We talked about that three and five with a 442 ERA. He did really bad in April and May, better in June, July, and August. But in September, he went on the IL and he is out for all of 2024 anyway with uh, right elbow surgery. And then we had two free agents that are, you know, they, they only played the last weekend of the season pretty much. Tyler Duffy, um, he was a twin. He played in that last game in Arizona. And then you had Sean Green. He was a journeyman who played, so no big loss there. But the one that we want to talk about, Dustin, are the player-slash-team options. And we had five players fall into this category. The first one was the Cubs with their club options. The Cubs exercised their club options on Jan Gomes, who did great this year, his receiving skills, blocking balls, calling games, always phenomenal. His 29.4% caught stealing rate was second among NL catchers. And then he slashed 267, 315, 408 with 10 home runs and 63 RBIs. Dustin, that was the second most of his career. 
Right. And it always seemed to be hitting when guys were in running scoring position. He, he seemed like clutch hitting and him were hand in hand. Right. He'll continue to work with Miguel Amaya to transition the load. And there's a lot of young catchers coming up like Pablo Aliendo and Moises Ballesteros. So the Cubs are going to pay him $6 million in 2024. Less than the manager. <laughs> the Cubs also exercised their club option on Kyle Hendricks. Hendricks is back from a shoulder strain on May 25th. He went 6-8 and 374. Once off the IL, he took the ball every fifth day and he kept the Cubs in it most games except against the Braves. So he's going to be an excellent four or fifth starter. He's a great resource for the young pitchers that are going to try to break into the rotation. They're going to pay him $16.5 million in 2024. He's the longest tenured Cub now, the last of the remaining 2016 Cubs. And so glad to see Hendricks back. I think we both knew that was going to happen, but we also both thought Ross was going to be back. Yeah, we both, and we also thought <laughs> there was going to be another starting pitcher that's coming back. We're going to talk about him in a second. Right. And the Cubs did finally decline their $5 million option on Brad Boxberger. He, he was injured most of it, and that was just a disaster. He well, threw- this will be interesting now, though, with Boxberger, right? Like, did, 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 does Council really like him? Because he came from Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Yeah. He came. He will. He's come for a couple teams. He only threw 20 innings for the Cubs, but he did play for Milwaukee previously. And I, I think that they're going to, you know, if he's still out there, they might kick the tires on him, but they're not going to exercise that, you know, no, a $5 no, no. million dollar right. option. No, don't blame him for that. No doubt. Now, Dustin, the two player options, which everybody wanted to hear from, it surprised nobody that Cody Bellinger opted out of 2024. The Cubs signed Cody to a $17.5 million deal. Um, and a one-year deal in December with a mutual option. That mutual option would have paid him $25 million in 2024. He struggled the previous three seasons with the Dodgers, and they let him walk out the door. They did not tender him a contract in 2023. So he signed a one-year prove-it deal with the Cubs, and boy, did he ever, hitting 306, 26 home runs, 29 doubles, 97 RBIs, and 27 steals. Excellent defense in center field and first base, and he wins the Comeback Player of the Year award. The Cubs just a couple hours ago offered Cody the qualifying offer of $20 million, which he turned down, obviously. So if the Cubs do not re-sign Bellinger, they will get a compensation draft pack draft pick. The Cubs have said they're interested in re-signing Bellinger, but Cody and Scott Boris are certainly looking for a big year, multi uh, multi-year big money contract, right? Oh God! I mean, Crowley, he wants three hundred million, right? We all at do. least at least two hundred to three. We all do. Yeah, we all do. Right? We all do. Yeah, we all do. But like you I said, just have it to play the lottery to get it. That's all. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not going to be your athletic ability. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be Cody Bellinger coming back, but they need someone to fill in that offense, especially when you're talking about maybe a guy like Juan Soto or Pete Alonso or somebody. But you need boppers. And I was listening um, to the uh, Parkinson Spiegel show on my way home and Coomdog, a friend of the pod who's been on before, he was there and he absolutely said he expects from what he's hearing that the Cubs are going to get a bopper. So let's just kind of keep our fingers crossed. That works out. The other shocker, Dustin, was Marcus Stroman opts out of his final year of a three-year $71 million contract. Made $25 million in 2022, 25 in 2023, and he was set to make $21 millions in 2024, but decided to test his luck in the free agent market. Dustin, how shocked were you at that one? Almost as shocked as I was about Craig Council and David Ross, but that was more shocking. I, I was shocked. Again, I had to double-check the source when I saw it at first. I thought I was getting duped by a fake Twitter account. 
Well, Stroman was dominant in the first half of the season, going nine and six pre All Star game with a two ninety six ERA and named to the All Star team. The second half, totally different story. Um, we know we know that he struggled. He spent a lot of the time on the IL. He was one and three post All Star game with an eight sixty three ERA. Uh, Stroh's Cubs career numbers were sixteen and six with a three seventy three ERA, fifty starts, two hundred seventy five point one innings. I think, you know, when, when I looked on um, Stroh's Instagram, he wrote, love everything about Chicago. Grateful for the Cubs organization. Thankful to have experienced Wrigley and the fan base. The consistent energy was incredible. Life is a journey. Excited for whatever comes next. There was no pictures or anything to it. It was just black, uh, white words on black background. But one thing that caught my eye, Dustin, is that in Bob Knight. Absolutely. to bring back starter Mike Marcus Stroman after he declined his 21 million option in 2024 thoughts, Dustin. Yeah. Um, obviously the Cubs are clicking their heels that he declined. They didn't want him back. We wondered out loud on this podcast. Do the, uh, do the Cubs want him back? Are the Cubs hoping that he opts out? And we weren't exactly sure. And I don't think they wanted him around. He doesn't have swing and miss stuff. He, he, he got injured. He broke, he broke down. Um, I don't think he's Mr. Clubhouse guy. And I know I joked around being ticked off that he didn't show up to the Cubs con, but I do think that, that, that kind of stuff matters to the Cubs big picture. That, I think that so kind of stuff I, matters. I, so, I do think so as well. Yes. Right. It, it's all, it's all part. It's all part of it. Now I think they would have taken the high road. They would have welcomed him back, but you know, no, I, I, I would be, there's no way, there's no way he's going to be back with the Cubs. You know, in the first half of, of his first year of the contract, he was injured a lot of the time and had issues. And then the second year of his contract, the second half, he had issues. And so, um, you know, I, I understand this and I wish him well. He's, you know, and, and I think the Cubs are looking for someone with swing and miss stuff. I don't know who it's going to be, but Dustin, you know, there's a lot of young players and our guest who's about to come up next is going to tell us about the Arizona Fall League. 